<laughs> we'll figure it out. We are going to figure it out. We are gathered around the Arcadia Roundtable for the second episode of this illustrious, it's not it's probably a bit soon to call it illustrious, but it's going to be an illustrious podcast. I have with me, as usual, the Dodge Knight. How are you doing today, sir? Yep. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, just another busy week at work and uh, just looking forward to uh, talking with some of the people in the chat and you boys about what's going on this week with the gaming. You can definitely see, you see Dodger's upgraded his camera since last week, so you can see the follicles where his hair used to be. It's uh, it's gorgeous. Um, so thanks for that, Dodge. We've also got Chris Grinnell, unfortunately, is away on a business, doing a business today, so he can't join us. But we do have our good friend Gamsley from the Xbox Series podcast has stepped up and coming here so how you doing gamsley i'm fantastic and people in the chat that are shocked that i'm here and don't want to hear me i got something to say <laughs> i'm here to stay baby i killed chris he's gone he's in my freezer no nothing's happening <laughs> i'm glad to be here let's go <laughs> well there you go gamsley has killed chris i'm Anyways. like sick as a dog <laughs> sick as a dag as, as our alex would say um so I'm a bit slow and stuttery, but these two will carry you through. And I've got all of you here to talk to us as well. So please do uh, be as interactive as you can, say as much as you can, give us lots of questions when that box is up and available. Um, and we'll we'll go through some topics. Before we do topics, though, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, Dodge, you've had some games this week. Tell me what you're up to. Yeah. Um, right. So I started off carrying on with Death Stranding that we spoke about last week. Um I fucking, do you know what? I'm really, I don't know what it is about that game. I keep saying about the Mads Mikkelsen little snippet scenes that you get. And they're the sort of things that are the story. That That's what I want to know, what, what what all that is. Do you know what I mean? So that keeps me going back. But obviously, <coughs> excuse me, with what we had coming up this week, I got Helldivers on Friday, I think, or Saturday. Uh, didn't get to play too much of it, but got to play a bit of it, which we'll talk about in a little while. And also uh, jumped on that Skull and Bones beta um, before it went live today, which I had no clue about until you told me earlier. But that's pretty, and a little bit of Brotato because Gamsley's here, done a little bit of that. As well. ah. <laughs> yes, so, let's team up on him. Let's team up. You can do that. Does tell me, tell me a bit about this training though. So you, you, how many hours into it now, ish? Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm probably, <laughs> it is a joke. Like, I'm probably over 10 hours into the game, play-wise. But there is a lot of cutscenes, um, and they're long. <clears throat> but, like I say, the, the Mads Mikkelsen stuff, when you get them, they're very short. But they're, they're the ones where I'm like, I want to know what's going on here. You know, the main story that you're playing in the game is, like, quite self-explanatory. It's like, oh, you're going to go and connect you know, the mm -hmm. the, uh, the United States again. Um, but yeah, I got about 10 hours in and, you know, like I was part of the Xbox gang and all that back in the day. I was trolling that game as a FedEx delivery simulator and stuff <laughs> like that. And it kind of, it kind of is what it is. But as you progress, you're rewarded each time you get somewhere else. So every time you get to another base and connect that to the chiral, like the chiral database or network or whatever it's called in the game, you you get new things you get rewarded each time with something new that will help you get somewhere else you know what i mean and um yeah but like it hits I said, your dopamine huh it, it yeah, hits your dopamine so strong 
Yeah, but it, I, I know what I'm, I, like, a big thing with me is I'll start and own everything, but I'll never finish anything. And I could drop this game in a heartbeat if the Mads Mickelson stuff don't really hit, or if it goes on too long without a cutscene to keep me engrossed in the story, you know? So, yeah, if I'm just keep walking and doing these little side questy bits, I could see that boring me, you know? So, but mm-hmm. at the minute, I'm still fully, uh, fully on board with Death Stranding. Okay, so um, is it the story that's driving you forwards, though, or do you actually enjoy the delivery aspects of it? The, well, so you are delivering, but as, as you're delivering, you're discovering new places, yeah? So there's a new place to go to. Oh, you need to go and connect this place, yeah? So then you're... So, like, for example, without going... It's not really a spoiler. A lot of the starting area is like in um, like a highlandy type, grassy mountains range, stuff like that. And then one of the next places I got to was like a port. So there's a huge port area with like cargo shipping containers and stuff like that. And that's that's sort of, but it is mainly the story. I ain't going to lie. If the story's half mm-hmm. decent, it'll keep me going anyway. But if the gameplay is pony, I'll just drop it, you know. So I would say, I would say the story that, that part of the story it's the acting it's the acting and like the the japanese style of storytelling that's really like engrossing yeah really written well Mm -hmm. and what you've been playing uh what i've been playing well brotato so anyway speaking of brotato so uh dirge 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 i was gonna get more how are you liking brotato Yeah, Rotato, I'm late to the party with everything. So when I got my Steam Deck, I started doing Vampire Survivors. Just these, like, because I said it last week on the show, I'm never going to play Death Stranding on a Steam Deck. You know, I I want the visual. I want the full effect of that game. But these fun type ones. So I did Vampire Survivors. And then I spoke with the Twitter community. Any other ideas of games for Steam Mm -hmm. Deck? And Rotato was one. And I see that it was coming to Game Pass. I thought, oh, let's have a look. And it is kind of vampire survivors, right? It's like, oh, oh, shoot, survive, survive the rounds. Hell yeah. And I think what I enjoy, or my addiction to it, is every time you do a run, you'll unlock, not every time, but most of the times you do a run, you'll unlock a different character, a different build that you can go with. And and, and that's just me, though. Like, not not everyone's the same, but that, that keeps me going to keep... But it's to get fun, right? It's like really yeah. fun. Yeah. It's yeah, 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 yeah. there's worse of things I could do with my time, certainly. <laughs> Maybe just so anyways. <laughs> so yeah, you know, really fun gaming. You know, it really drags your attention to it. Yeah. Uh it does exactly what it needs to do as a video game, right, Asa? No? You weren't uh would no, you agree? I'm, no, absolutely. <laughs> Do not enjoy a potato. So I haven't gone back to it, but I did catch my son playing potato. I went into his room and he was playing potato. I was like, "You shut that down! You're playing proper games." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was on it. He was enjoying it. But for me, like, he's just—it's just a small brown square, a little rectangle you run around. Yeah, I know. I, at least I, I gave you some you. direction and something to do. Like, ah, oh. all the weapons just felt the same and looked the same. Like, ah. Oh. oh my but, god, it's so not that. You played for like three seconds. Anyways, okay, you know what? Whatever. I'm gonna go down. I'm just gonna ignore you and do what I, you know, do what I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah, I'm still playing. I'm playing around with uh, Resident Evil Two, which I remake. think that Resident Evil Two, well, yes, remake on Game Pass. Um, I'm fooling around with that 
I think Remake or 2, Resident Evil 2, uh, is my most played, like, replayed game, and I'm not sure why. I've played Resident Evil 2, I think, every port I've played it. I just am addicted to that game, and I have fond memories of it, and I think it was so well-crafted. And the remake just, it's my first actual time playing the remake, so I never played it on release. And I'm playing it now, and it's just, man, what a game. Now I could see why it was in that game of the year, wasn't it? In game of the year, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was. In, in that, it was. that year? Yeah, so now I really understand why that remake was there in the first place. Also, you know, there wasn't a ton that year anyway. Uh, so I, I'm not going to fight them on that, but... What a fantastic game. So I've been dabbling with that again. Uh, and I've been playing uh, Persona. I did pop in and play Helldivers 2 as well for about three, three, four hours-ish. Um, and we'll get into that later. Wow, so <clears throat> How about you, Asa? Okay. Um, go Mecha Ball? Brotato? I have not returned to Brotato or Go Mecha Ball Anucard. or Anucard. I have. I did play it a little bit. No? So Gansley on the, the Thursday, the Xbox Series podcast, he recommends games each week. And the first week he recommended Go Mecha Ball and Brotato, and I could not stand either of them. Second week, he decided to, to up his game and recommend Anucard. I'm just, I'm just going to shake my head. If you're listening to this on an audio platform, <laughs> hear up? my neck clicking as I shake from left to right. It's, it's just, oh, as a recommendation, guys. This man doesn't play. Someone's this paying man this man. He's a shill. Anything. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Fuck off. Yeah, it's Game Pass. <laughs> Game Pass is doing it, uh, I was very shit. relieved when you came well, on today and said you've been playing Resident Evil 2. Like, wow. So you do actually play games then? Because that one, awesome yeah, game. Do. Such a good remake. Fantastic. <laughs> Glad we agree. Um, <laughs> how fussy am I? I'm not a fussy episode 13. I've been playing loads of stuff. I've been playing like I don't I don't know, loads of games. Loads of games. Played the weekend on the Sundays. We've done loads of Rocket League and Forza as we always do. Um I hear that uh, Halo's big team battles have got a load more maps today, so I want to get on that over the next couple of days. I've been playing Skull and Bones and Helldivers as well, but Skull and Bones and Helldivers are both topics that we've got lined up, so I'm not gonna go into any detail on those. What else have I been playing? That's not even all. I've played so much stuff. I play games all the time. I'm the biggest like gamer person that there is. Yeah, three three minutes right of them, and then you bounce, right? Three minutes. Oh yeah, like I got to each. Yeah, yeah. That that was about three minutes too long. One with shotgun in Brotato, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Do you know what? Let's talk about the first game that we have got on our topic list, which is. Helldivers 2, because all three of us have played some Helldivers 2. Uh, it came out, I don't know, sometime last week. It's on PlayStation 5 and PC. I think you two have played it on the, the PC. I've played it on the PlayStation 5. It is quite an interesting little game. And we've got a, mm, opposing opinions from um, Gamsey and Dargia. We've got one that, that seems to enjoy it and one that says nobody should play it because it's not as good as Brotato. I'll let you guess which one's which. Dodge. Talk me through a little bit of Helldivers 2. What was your, your kind of first engagement with it? How did you find it? I, um, yeah, I, I, I see it was doing really, like I say, I, I think it came out on Friday and, um, I see it was, it was doing well then, like the way it was hitting. Um, ended up getting it, but didn't get Rand's plan until about Saturday. And then I jumped on and I don't know, I, I you know, I haven't really put a lot of time in it. I've probably done like two or three missions of the game, but take away straight like from from the go. If I'm doing that with three mates or even just one mate, you know what I mean? 
the game will be, I did it on my own. And it, straight away I knew it, it, this was like old horde mode on Gears of War or Rainbow Six Vegas. You know, it's just when you're playing in a game like that with your pals, you just have memories and fun, you know what I mean? And that's what it seemed like to me. So I personally, I, I'm quite positive around it. I need to get a group together. We need to play it together because <clears throat> I feel like it'd be much more enjoyable. I see it. Obviously, I went to bed last night, but I see you was dabbling with it for a little while, so I'd be interested to know your thoughts as well. But for a game that's £35 UK, um, so it's not like a big AAA price entry and the potential's there. You know, sometimes, you know, games don't have to be the best looking or have the most, you know, innovative fucking gameplay. It could just be simple, you know, just smashing these bugs up, have a little mission objective, go and trigger that, survive for X amount of time and extract, right? You know what I mean? So for me, I'm looking forward to getting back into the game. It's just obviously where I did Skull and Bones and Death Stranding, I didn't have enough time with it, you know what I mean? But now I'd be interested to get back in with others and um, and have a go with it. And on, I'll just say now, on Helldivers, I'm probably going to end up just putting a code for the game in the chat at some point throughout the show. So whoever gets that, it's um it's a Steam key. So yeah, fill your boots. But yeah, over to one of you. Yeah, so Gamsley, you are a little mm-hmm. negative on this one as far as I can tell. But talk me through your like first engagements. How did you find Hell Divers? What's good, what's bad? Okay. Well, first, uh, <laughs> I got I got dragged in by a friend and FOMO and like hype. So <laughs> in this the gamer bubble, all I see is like hype, 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 hype. And then my friend called me. And he's like, "Hey, man, this game Helldivers. It, it looks like it's blowing up on Steam." I'm like, "Okay, you know what? I don't want to do this. Like, if it was on." <laughs> I'm one of those Game Pass guys with these type of games now. I'm like, I'll wait for heavy discount or I'll be on Game Pass and then I'll jump in with some friends, but I don't want to quite buy it. But like Darge, sa- Darge says, it was at a really good price. So in Canada, it's $49.99, I think like that. So really not a full price game at all. So it made it easier to crunch down on it. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll buy it. So I bought it and I played with him. And look, I... I like the the game's fun. It does its thing. <laughs> other games like Exo Primal and these like that other game. It's like a dinosaur game. It's it's basically this same thing. A go to objective, extinction. objective, fight off dinosaurs. Second extension. There you go. Thank you, Asa. You do play some games. Um, so <laughs> you know it it gives kind of a good. It can it gives same vibes there. Like the fun is playing with your your friend. The fun is like the fun stories going from A to B and how you get killed and what you're like, how the friendly fire and stuff stupid stuff happens. Like I think that's the true fun of the game. It's just that as I'm playing it, I'm like, man, I've been here before. I've done this stuff. It feels useless i don't really care like the mission the mission structure is so lame they're lucky that they have very intriguing enemy designs and variety they're lucky that they like did the planet thing where you go planet to planet and different biomes and it's really cool and you fight mechs one day you're fighting a mech one day you're fighting a bug it's really awesome but the mission structure is so dreadfully boring to me and it reminds me of why i never stuck with diablo and i keep thinking well if i didn't stick with diablo 
then how is this going to stick with me, right? It's like the grind and the gear stuff doesn't do it for me. At that point, I need a story. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, man, I wish this was like Halo Halo skin. <laughs> like if this was a Halo skin, Asa, if this had a story I cared about and a galaxy I cared about because Helldivers 1 didn't really fucking do anything for me lore-wise or whatever. But if this was like you're you're playing the... ODST guys and you dropping in and you're killing freaking hive and you're doing all that stuff and the lore is there and the the characters are there I I think it would push me forward kind of like it Diablo does for me where it's just like well there's an end goal there's an end story you love these characters go on and do the whole thing and then stay if you want I wish it was like that but it, it it's just it's it's just not and I don't care about it but it is fun um I'm not going to shit on it it's fun. Play it with friends. I would say still wait for a discount. But uh, yeah, that's my whole thing. I just wish it was connected to a universe that I liked. And um, yeah, I don't... I'm just fed up of the grindy games because it feels like I'm doing it for no no, no actual point or reason. Um, so yeah. the point of reason is quite And the movement is very... In- by the way... But, sorry. By the way, the movement <laughs> in it is supposed to feel the way it feels. Mm-hmm. But like you can't even like do an actual like jetpack dodge or whatever. Not not to the point where I got. I don't know if there is jetpacks or whatever to to like swivel different ways. But I can't dodge in the game. I have to like <laughs> plant myself on the floor and stuff. It's like super weird. Anyway, I don't know. It's a little awkward. Yeah, and it's deliberately awkward. So um, Bougie the Clown's just asking in there saying it's um, it's inspired by Starship Troopers. Does it contain the anti-fascism satire? Very much, very overtly, very same in tone as um, as Starship Troopers. So if you're looking for that, then you'll probably enjoy it. But, yeah, but it doesn't, you know like Gamsey I mean, says, it doesn't not, really right? deliver a story. Um, but mm-hmm. it does have, the way that it tries is quite interesting though because it has um, like an online community-driven war effort where you, whenever you're interacting with the mission table, it will show you how the community is securing different territories on these different planets, and you're supposed to pick your mission according to that. And for me, that that doesn't particularly land, because you're part of an effort so big that you feel like you're part of nothing, is um, is how it feels. But like, it's an interesting concept. But every now and again, you see it in other games as well, where they'll set like a, a community challenge. Like this weekend, the community is supposed to get a million headshots or something like that. And it's supposed to be um, enticing and encourage you to go and complete certain activities. But it's too easy to recognize the reality is that whatever that number is, whether it's a million or two million or whatever, is going to be adjusted according to how many people are currently playing the game. And your effort yeah. is actually like, it's, it's just, it feels like a weird manipulation to keep you online without actually making you feel a part of something big. And that is the core of the start of the, um, the Helldivers, like, structure of its story as it were and it's not it's not all bad though because it does mean that you see variety in what missions are available at any given time and date and whatever depending on how it's progressing through yeah. um can i can i cut you for one one thing please do. like talking to talk i'm so sorry but uh <laughs> the the structure right it's like it reminds me of and this is a weird comparison but it's like among us it's like plug in a hose and do this thing and it kind of just i don't know it's just it's flavorless, you know? It's just, the whole point is, I don't know, the missions, if they were just a little bit better, maybe I would be, like, more compelled to do it, but at some point, it just feels like a side bitch thing where you're just doing your task 
just to do the tasks, just to fend off creatures, and it's just like, eh, plugging the hose doesn't do it for me, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Times ten, I just can't do it. Anyways, continue, Asa. Sorry, I had to get that out. I've got um, so Luke Stills in there as well, saying that he's played about ten hours. Loved the first one and loves this one. It's incredibly good fun, great shooting mechanics, and a rare, extremely good PC port. And that that last sentence is an interesting Agreed. one for me because. Um, I didn't manage to get the game working particularly well at all on the PlayStation, let alone on the PC. Uh, massive matchmaking issues all over the place and a fairly, fairly horrid interface to, to get around in the first place. But putting that aside, because that is hopefully a temporary issue, um, it does have the gunplay is quite unique in that it's deliberately clunky. So a lot of times when you're playing a game, you look for that responsive feel and you want to you want to be able to dodge. Like I, I'm playing it thinking, I wish this felt more like Returnal or something. I want to nip about and dodge everything, but you just cannot. You can just Abbey flop onto the floor, which is um, uh, an affectionate term for the way that when you play Abbey in The Last of Us, you can just belly flop. That's what you can do in this game. You yeah. Abbey flop onto the floor. And that's your, your best evasive maneuvers. And you just, you die a lot. And you are meant to die a lot. And it's meant to be part of the charm and part of the comedy. Um, it's got friendly fire all over the place. It's got loads of, like, everything is hazardous. And you are expected to, to die. Um, but it does take a bit of getting used to touch. How did you find that the game felt to play? I was just going to say, I was just sat here listening to like <clears throat> everything that everyone said and, and Luke still saying he's 10 hours and maybe like for Gamsley, I've, obviously I've only put like two hours, something like that maximum in the game. But maybe as the game, you put more time in it, maybe the, the challenge, you know, gets a little bit different, a little bit tougher, stuff like that. And <clears throat> I, I found the gameplay, yeah, like you can do the old Max Payne dive backwards sort of one and all, all that. And yeah. um, it just feels like, for me, playing, I've got no knowledge of the IP at all of Helldivers. I never played the first one. But it feels like it's more, not necessarily like, I don't know how to explain it, but not really like with the mission focus and everything like that. I think it's more just a, a, a co-op pals fuck around game. You know, you're going to, mm -hmm. as you progress further in, you know, I'm pretty sure if you had four, four pals and you were pissing these first few missions, you know, but you're going to hit a wall somewhere along the line. And then that, when you hit a wall in a game like that, that's when you come away with some of the best memories. Like, oh, do you remember when we was like bombarded mm. with loads of them and we managed to hold on <laughs> and stuff like that. So gameplay wise, it is clunky. Like you said, Asa, it feels a little bit scatty. Um, but there's some other mad things on it. It's like, <clears throat> I played it with a controller. So like you hold, I can't remember the term that they call them. But you hold a button down yeah. and you have strategy and you have to input like the D-pad code on on mine, um, and then you get like a support whether it's more ammunition, an airstrike, or something like that. And that's another little fun because I, I could imagine if you're really under pressure by loads of them and you're trying to do mm -hmm. this fun like D-pad combo, you'd be sweating and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's got it's got some weird. It's got some weird gameplay things, but I guess it kind of might be. We see it all the time now with games. Like they're not the best games, but people sort of levitate to them and, and get something from them, you know. So it's obviously doing something right with not the majority, but it's doing really well, you know. So yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it's just it just seems like it's just a fun game overall, you know. 
Oh yeah. And and the just the the way they do a lot of good things. Like I didn't touch on everything good. The good things are so enjoyable. Like it hits your dopamine like so hard. Like the the way the b- bugs like explode and get hit by the bullets and, the, and they start shredding apart and the explosions themselves like grenades and bombs and whatever. Like it's just so well done. The sense of like fear that the bugs actually give you when you're trying to run away from like seven of them and all your friends are fucking dying around you and you're like oh my god it's like everything all that good stuff is there it's just that when you dig a little bit deeper it starts to feel just this you know man you know the same as anything else you can get on the market and i don't know i just it's just weird. Like when when it gets to that point, you have to have something else to hook you. And to me, that's like maybe the story or the characters or maybe just something else to hook me uh, when all else fails. But there there's nothing really there for me. So that's the only reason why I'm kind of down on it. So and the, the other thing that you've said, though, is you keep saying um, you recommend that people wait for a sale and things like that. For me, when I'm engaging with games, I would always say that a single player game they never get worse over time. You can wait as long as you want to play a single-player game. But a game like Helldivers, um, it's so reliant on the community being there that if you if you miss the wave when there are actually people playing it and there are people to go on it with, then you kind of miss the game, don't you? Like, Is it really okay to wait for something like well, this? Is it still going to be big in a month, three months' time? Well, well, yeah, the war effort stuff, like you were talking about, doesn't actually like that stuff will be impacted right so the the little oh my god you're part of a war and whatever um but does that really matter what matters is that you have your friend next to you and you're 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 going to kill bugs right so it's a co-op game and you know that's why you play it you like darge says you you don't go to matchmaking with these things it's kind of lame you go you go to with your friends and your co-op right what yeah so it's just like that's yeah, that's like so any time that there's your friends like you want to play this thing it doesn't get worse over time if you have your friend and your buddy there the ho- overall like war effort galaxy thing yeah maybe yeah. You, those are different numbers but it doesn't really matter immediately in your game with your friends so i don't know i agree with you but i mean like right now if i want to play that game after the stream ends there's probably going to be six people to play with uh, unless you've got a really like I don't know, people that are really like in tune with you and doing exactly what you're doing, that'll be a bit harder down the line. But you did touch on something interesting there that I want to to kind of go into a little bit more as as a mini subtopic. Because you said that you wouldn't play that game matchmaking with other people, um, which I, I don't. I, I can't stand playing with internet strangers like that. All you people in chat, you're not strangers. You're you're lovely people, especially Patrick. Thank hey, you friends. again for another another five gifted memberships. Um, that is very much appreciated. It really, really genuinely it does help massively. Um, Patrick, I don't Patrick like playing with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't then, Gabs. You would very rarely go into matchmaking or play with strangers. I, I matchmaking in games like this just feels bleh. like I could get it if it's like a WoW thing or a Destiny thing or maybe whatever where you could maybe because you actually like see these people in the world and you you could if it was a natural interaction maybe i don't know but i i don't know it just doesn't do for me this is a co-op game this is a co-op game you sit down with your buddies or your chat or your community you get in there and you have fun whenever the hell you want but usually you have a group of core friends if you like these types of games you have a core friend group to me at least that's an assumption but like if you like these type of co-op shooting 
games like Exo Primal and this, and or you like massive multiplayer games like Destiny and World of Warcraft, I mean, chances are you have those little core group of friends that you want to get back to or want to get with, and it's just it, that's who you're playing with, not just random strangers. I mute that shit. I I don't care about random strangers. I have my core friend group. I'm not you know interested in that, and it, it just doesn't turn me on that way. But I I could see maybe if you're a little less or you're you know, connected, I could see what you're saying, but I don't know, I don't, I'm not convinced that people actually like matchmaking, I'm not convinced. Uh, they might as well be bots. Like... They might as well be bots, you know? Like, what... Does it have, I, I didn't notice this, does it have, I'm... like, proximity chat? Like... Oh, I didn't use the chat in there, so I don't know. Because if, if there's, like, proximity, proximity chat, that would be... That would be funny as fuck, and maybe that would be, like, interesting, but... Without that, I don't know. I don't know. Kind of stale. So, so how divers aside, though, like games in general, because I know you guys that you'll play with random strangers on League of Legends and stuff, but you'll mute them and ignore everything they have to say. What about you, Dodge? Do you play yes. with, do you matchmake <laughs> in these games and play with strangers? I don't, no, I don't, I don't usually levitate. That's why I was just going to jump in on the point <clears throat> Gamsley was making was in Helldivers case, the missions are like fairly short. So just say you have got a regular group of blokes who you play with or whoever you play with um, and they're not bad, but you fancy going in because they're like only sort of 10, 15 minute rounds, something like that. Like I did the first one on my own solo with no matchmaking. No one else was there. Died a few times, got through it. When I went to do the second mission, there was three other people it put in with me and we was done within about 10 minutes and it, that don't affect me at all. Do you know what I mean? But I do, I do understand and appreciate either side of that argument. But I just think if it was Gears of War Five's campaign, I wouldn't matchmake that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, th mm -hmm. That has to be with people I know. Whereas in Helldivers' case, they're like ten to fifteen minute missions. I don't give a shit who I'm doing it with. If I want to do the mission, I'll do it with anyone. You know. But in general. No, I don't matchmake. I, you know, I used to play, obviously, Call of Duty. So that is matchmake. I don't care who I'm in there with. Do you know what I mean? But nowadays, hmm. not not so much. If I'm going to do a game, it'll be co-op. You know, like um, with a mate. Like obviously, I said, you remember all the trouble we had with the ascent. You know, and I really wanted yeah. to get through the ascent. And <laughs> uh, and now Patrick and Tony from the Discord are talking about doing it. And I said, well, let me know because. I'd love to run that game with someone, but I wouldn't just matchmake that game. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. probably mm. less matchmaking. Yeah, but we just said, you know, I'm going to butt in because there are people that will do it. Like episode 13 in yeah. chat was like, I'll, I'll matchmake all games. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But this game specifically, okay, like games like this, where you're the whole, we just said it on the panel. The whole point is like the funny stories where your mate gets killed or your friend gets killed randomly. You friendly fire him, whatever. Yeah. Like that's part of the story and that's part of the fun. Like we're just, yeah. you, you could have a story with your friend about it. But if it's just some rando, right? It might, like I said, it might as well just be an NPC, like random bot that you're running around shoot. There's no, there's no actual, unless proximity chat is there. There's no actual like, funny moment there it's like you shoot him in the head but you're just like eh, you know ha 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 funny for three seconds but you don't have a story with your buddies or you don't have a story to spread online like it's 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 just it's just weird right like you want to have this is like to me you want to have that co-op moment the matchmaking is just like a bonus if you're if you don't have a bunch of people with you or whatever but i i just don't 
bond like that anymore online and especially with this one i want like that's the whole fun it's just the fun of it well the online thing i never really truly bonded bonded like like okay for instance that's why i said this co-op game specifically world of warcraft you know that's a community game that's a massive multiplayer online thing you you build long-term relationships because you have a guild you're doing all these things like you need need to be in good terms with some people in World of Warcraft, or you used to have needed mm-hmm. that. But once matchmaking's in, like, look at World of Warcraft now. Matchmaking comes in, and it's just robotic, right? It just becomes meh. And you don't really get the same bonds and stories anymore. It's not the same thing. You don't actually need to make a friend. They just get matched with you anyway. It's just it's just like, meh. You, you treat them like, uh, like I said, an, a really good NPC character. And it's just like, okay why right you want to get your friends involved that's part of the fun uh for this thing specifically anyway that's enough on the co-op thing what do you think asa yeah it's just um because people are very different on that and some people love matchmaking and for some people they'll go into matchmaking with strangers and they will build those experiences that you're talking about they'll be just as happy having hilarious moments with complete strangers and maybe they'll make new friendships and all the rest of it um, that probably used to be me about 20 years ago. I'd quite happily play an online game with anyone and make We're loads old, of old online men. friends. Don't listen to us. <laughs> don't I don't, know, to us. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, I went completely the opposite way. And now if I was to go into a game like Helldivers and it would just say, well, you need to do this mission with, with somebody else, I'd just turn off and play something else. I wouldn't. Like, if there was nobody that I knew available, nobody in the Discord mm-hmm. available to play yeah. it, I'd just go nowhere near it now. Which is why I picked up on you saying any more, because I was curious if you had also changed in that way or if it was always the way with you that you'd prefer it was always it was always kind of the way i always even wow i wouldn't have even started if i didn't have my brothers so if i didn't have my brothers to start with and i'm just going around killing boars by myself and then i have to make a random friendship with a stranger it would be really hard but since i had my brothers and my friends uh, like one or two that jumped in the bandwagon it really made it easier and more stories and more laughs along the way. So it's just, I, I don't know, matchmaking from the start with no real, real, real purpose, but to get from point A to point B, I don't know. Quick, keep talking. I'm sneezing and dying. Oh God, um, Darge, you have a pretty head. <laughs> bro. Uh, episode 13, I, I hate you and love you. Yeah, we hate to love you. But, um, um, yeah, no, on the Helldivers, I think I've sort of said, uh, you know, we could sit here arguing the toss about matchmaking, you know, like, it's, it is what it is. I think the, in Helldivers' case, the story, the, the lack of story and stuff like that, I, I, I think the game is built more for, like Gamzee said, the memories you can make in doing these little scenarios rather than the actual story. I don't. There will be people who care about the story, you know what I mean? But I'm saying for them... For the broader audience, I think they're just the appeal is come shoot some stuff. You know what I mean, and and that's it. You know, that's all I've got to say about L divers. I'm done and with you it now. <laughs> Cullen Prime in there is saying Next. that like, yeah, you can get you can get matched with someone if you enjoy your experience with them, then you can friend them for further adventures. And Tony's saying that he goes like open queue on Overwatch, where the community is fucking awful. So. There are people yeah. that engage with these things quite differently to us, which is you know, so it's just a little bit fascinating. Uh, Let's talk about Skull and Bones. Yeah, Skull and Bones had a, a beta on the weekend from um, Friday to Sunday, beta beta, however you want to say it. And then it came out today. Um, Dodge, you've been playing some Skull and Bones. 
Yeah. How did you find it? So yeah, far? I don't... Well, Chris, it's a shame, obviously, Chris ain't here, only because he's played quite a lot of the alphas and betas that they've released in this game up to it. And he was saying, oh, I don't think it's that bad. Um, <clears throat> so I went into it. Obviously, Ubisoft, you know, give them credit, they can build a world. You know, what they decide to put in it per game is a bit subjective. But so I goes in, I create my face, I create my character. He was bald, but they had like slightly longer length hair. I couldn't get any shorter. But anyway, pick the guy, goes into the game, and uh, you start sailing. And then I don't know why, but I I thought there was no third person at all. It was just sort of all at sea sort of thing, you know. And then I see my character at third person on the island, and I was like, oh, well, maybe it is third person. So because it's the Anvil or Anvil engine, um, the Assassin's Creed engine, I thought, oh, maybe it has got some combat then. And very quickly I learned you only go third person to traverse the you know, whatever you, the docks or whatever you would call them. The settlements, yeah. So just to talk to vendors and stuff like that. And then there was a blacksmith. So I thought, okay, but maybe you unlock the combat, yeah, as you progress. And he's only selling cannons. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, I still enjoyed it. And uh, and I said after playing it, you know, the ship combat's good. I never played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is one that people commonly reference with this game. I've I'd, I'd never played it. Um, the sea in this game, obviously everyone always goes back to Sea of Thieves and the effects of the sea mm-hmm. in that game. This game, I found the sea, you know, the physics of the, the ocean, everything like really good and clear. So you could see the seabed in certain areas. That was good. Uh, I just feel like I will play it day one, but... I feel like it's a massive missed opportunity not having, like I said earlier, no swashbuckling, you know, that's the term commonly referred to with pirates is sword fights and things like that. And I don't know, man, unless they, I don't know, unless they surprise, I mean, the map's huge. Like if you go on the map and actually zoom out, it's a massive map. Um, But I just feel like sailing to and from and not really any combat might affect the game. Do you know what I mean? But I'm going to play it day one. And uh, I've got Ubisoft, whatever it's called. I've been paying for it for months. So, yeah, I might oh, as well it now, use then. it, right? Yeah, so I've got it now. I didn't even know. This was the other thing. I, this game has been carnage throughout the whole development. It's been a bit of a joke, and not it, this game? Like, I would never see the light of day and this, that, and the other. And then the game obviously comes out. So is it... F- Three days time. I think the game is the official 16, launch. Date. Yeah, sixteenth is yeah. the official launch. Sixteenth. But where's all the marketing for the game? It's almost as if like people were saying, Ubisoft went, We've put so much money into this, we've just got to get something out the door now. Yeah. And we ain't gonna put any more money into it with marketing it or this, that and the other, and we'll just try and get back what we can. Because that's so- you know, Marketing's a weird one for games in general because people always want to see like bombastic TV ads during the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, and there's not necessarily a great return on that when they do it. Um, spend, spend, spend or whatever. Um, this one does have a, a friends referral program and things like that, which makes you think maybe they're maybe they're actually relying on people liking this game, um, spreading it around by, by referring their friends over to it, which is is a gamble because it is fairly divisive. I'm sure it's going to be fairly divisive when it comes to actually playing it. Games that you've not done skull and bones yet have you but do you have any like is it appealing do you want to play it like uh, yeah my angle on it first off i 
I had when it first got revealed, like Darge, I thought, oh my god, this is gonna be like a sea of thieves. You're gonna pop out of your ship and go rob people <laughs> and do all that stuff, right? I thought that was like the most appealing thing in the in Sea of Thieves and being a pirate, right? Sea of Thieves, I actually wish they had like these kind of uh player environments that you could go into dungeons and like kind of kill things and then walk out and go on your ship and then ship combat and then steal things blah 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 blah. i wish sea of thieves actually had more of that and when when you come to this game and see what they're doing and you remove even even the like get on the ship sword fight gun fight things and you remove that it's like what the heck are you doing what did you think was gonna happen it's like that's not that's not what being pirate, uh, pirate's all about. There are these old school games. I don't know. I forgot their names, but they were quite um, popular. Um, you're, you're, you have like a top down view, and you just like control <laughs> sorry, sorry. a pirate ship, and you go from like port to port, and it's like a little pirate sim type of thing, and you have like your, your. I know what you mean? Your, um, um, it's it's ah, fuck. I'm sure we've seen it. It's actually a good name. It's a big game. Um, it's more like that, where it's just like the sim where you go around and you upgrade your ship and you do whatever. And I don't know if that's appealing right now because we have Sea of Thieves, right? <laughs> like it's evolved. Mm -hmm. Like Sea of Thieves really did involve that kind of environment. And now it's just like anything less is kind of weird, isn't it? Uh, again, I'm not, I feel appealed to play it because i love ubisoft games i think ubisoft games like those people are extremely talented they build cool worlds they build beautiful worlds i want to jump in but it's more because it's beautiful and not so much the what you're doing in it so i'm feeling a little bit of fomo just to hop in and, and play but you guys need to tell me more about what the fuck you even do in this game like do you so you can't sword fight you can't like steel sh ships and stuff like that what do you do in, in this game yeah, so, yeah it's just, like what do you do yeah so it is pretty and at the very start of the game it starts you in like a, a nicely like fully upgraded ship to, to get a taste of what you'll be doing later in the game in terms of how the combat plays out but it's so different to sea of thieves like the, the comparison is inevitable and fair in sea of thieves everything feels really um like connected and grounded and it's it's simplistic in some ways, but it's it was nice to, to run your pirate in and get your ship going by like hoisting the anchor and putting the sails down and running around and just being a little bit hectic in that sense. And this is the opposite. Everything feels much more like um, uh, much more gamified in a way. Um, sea of Thieves is gamified, but it feels much more like artificial in the way that you control everything and make everything happen. It feels much more. Um, or much less like a simulation, I should say. So you, you move the ship. If you're playing on a PC with a keyboard and you want the ship to go forwards, you hold W on the keyboard. And you steer okay. it with A and D. And that's weird. You play in Sea of Thieves, you steer the ship with a steering wheel, and that's like that's that's how you'd expect to steer a ship. On um on Skull and Bones you don't. You you steer it more like you're moving a character. And when you go into combat, you hold the aim button, the, the left trigger on the controller, and it gives you a reticule and you aim it as if you're playing a first person shooter and it will all like it will take take control for you and it will fire the, the correct appropriate cannons depending on where you're aiming so if you're aiming like starboard side i'm a pirate i'll say starboard instead of right if you're aiming to the right <laughs> and you, you you pick your target and you press fire on the cannons it will fire the appropriate cannons 
but it's very different to running around on the deck of your ship and getting to the correct cannon and trying to aim it and then going, oh, no, they've moved to the other side. I need to run so across just, the deck and get to the other cannon. It's just a PvP... It's just not, a PvP it, boat game. It's not, so like, they, they call it an MMORPG, right? I've not got very far into its um its story setup, but it actually seems to be... Um, I think it takes the same approach as CFEs in that one in that it is all about reputation grind. So the whole setup is that you're starting from the bottom of the pirate world and then you need to grind pirate missions to be more piratey and be the best pirate ever. Um, and I had a little look through it. Which is weird when you remove the pirate. <laughs> well, from it, it. You are still pirating, right? It's just, it's got, it's got this weird disconnect between being on land and being on the boat. So when you're on the boat, you are the boat. You are not a person anymore. You go to a settlement, you become a person and you run around. You can't do any fighting or anything, but you run around and you talk to people. And then you run to like the port, press disembark to get on your ship. But then you are the boat, not the person anymore. You are now the boat. And you can go out and you can fight other players and you can um, raid merchants and do other bits and pieces. Me, I got stuck in the game. The game's too hard for me. My One of my first pirate missions was just to go and get some wood. The wood was on land, and I didn't know how to harvest it, so I just took my boat to the land and looked at the wood for a while, going, well, I'm not sure what I need to press to pick up this wood. And I got stuck at that point. So maybe you should stick with Brotato. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should bro. stick with Brotato. Stick with my one button, move around. But typically, though, I had to look through the journal and all the stuff that's there, and it is all... The bit that concerns me about it is you've got all these pirate reputations and ranks going like cutthroat and smuggler and whatever, whatever, whatever. And the last one is kingpin one, kingpin two, kingpin three, kingpin four, kingpin five. And it just goes up indefinitely. Like the end game is just going to be grind mm. rather than like they present it as an MMORPG. And typically if you play like a World of Warcraft or a game from before that or after that, these games live and die by the story that they're telling along the way but this one doesn't necessarily have that so i'm not sure i'm not sure that it's one that i'm going to enjoy for a very long time i don't know what their plan is for it going forward ubisoft have obviously described it as a quadruple a super expensive game and i can see it has been super expensive because they've been working on it for 100 yeah. years they've taken money from governments they've got <laughs> the credits run and it goes through um, all the studios that they've had work on it and it's like almost as many countries as there are in the world, Ubisoft have a studio in, and they're like, Ubisoft Shanghai, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Quebec, Ubisoft here. And it's like, whoa, a lot of people have worked yeah. on this. I can see why he wants to call it yeah. Quadruple A, because he spent a lot of money to make it happen. I'm not sure I want to play it for very long. <laughs> so gonna... sad, because it really yeah. does look so nice. Yeah, they're going to so tie nice. a big hit. They're going to tie a big hit on it, though. You know, like mm. if you're going to use the Assassin's Creed engine, they've clearly used that to create the world, you know, and all the beauty within. And then they've just put uh, a sip, uh, a sip, a ship simulator in there. As Asa said, you know, dependent on what way the ship's facing, it auto switches which side of the ship you're firing from. Um, I just feel like you know, look, I'll, I'll give it a go, but. I think it'll get stale pretty quick. Obviously, you have other players in the game, like the PvE element and stuff like that later on. I just, yeah. Even Sea of Thieves, you know, if you look at this game and go, oh, look how beautiful this game is. And you go, yeah, can you get off the ship and fight someone? Yeah, and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Actually physically take their goods mm -hmm. and get back on your ship. And you go, no, you can't do that. But what you can do is... You can throw like these hooks and then you can board their ship all for a cinematic and actually loot their stuff automatically. And you go, well, it's, you know, yeah. it's just automated. As soon as you hook a ship in, it's like, yeah, we're going to loot that ship now. And 
Oh, it'll just get bad. very samey. Yeah, I hope I'm it's wrong. It's too bad. I don't know, man. It's but too yeah. bad because that's you'd think it would be such a such an easy thing. Well, not an easy thing. An easy decision to try to start making possible is like the that's all the that's where the stories happen right in these pirate games where you hop on the ship and you take you manually grab the treasure chest you're running around then you get shot by the dude in the water like it's just i feel like they completely missed the point of these games it's weird that they continued to do it but anyway the bit that I'm missing that might, like, it's possible redemption is um, the trailer that I was playing just then had these scenes with all of these boats shooting like a fortress on the side of the cliffside or whatever. Um, and it did get me thinking, like, I, I don't know what the kind of multiplayer forced connection side of it is if you have got team-based things that you can do. Because if, if there is an end game that I haven't uncovered yet that involves proper, like, squadding's the wrong word for pirates but getting a little fleet together and actually doing things collaboratively cooperatively then it might be that there is something compelling in there that i just haven't seen yet at the moment it's only pull is like it um it starts you in this nice ship with all of these cannons and then it sticks you on a stupid little jetty with someone throwing spears and, and it's like it just lets you know you've got you've got a journey ahead of you you can get back to having a proper boat and some cannons and maybe the combat is fun for a while there but i don't know if it's gonna if it's going to get hooks in by, by making me play with other people in a way, obviously we were just talking about not liking playing with other people, but get some friends on. If it's got some kind of content that that forces that element and gets the community kind of buzzing and thriving, then maybe there's a game there. But if that doesn't naturally happen, if the game doesn't push in that direction, then I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long it will last. Especially, especially yeah. after all these games coming in, like freaking all these great get community games that popped off, like Helldivers Two at the moment, and like Power World, it's like really hard to fucking compete at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Well, Power's a good, a good shout because Power World. And let's talk about the other element of it. These two games have a common thread. Um, Helldivers and Skull and Bones are both supposed to be service games. They're long-term games. They're not. Um, they're not one and done by any stretch. They're supposed to keep going with a tale of content and by the same token keep going with a tale of monetization so there are two things to to kind of talk about and you mentioned power world there because power world stands out as a game that um it was made by a small studio that didn't they're not in it for the same reasons power world is a massive ongoing game that at the moment doesn't have any kind of monetization or particularly any kind of content delivery plan apart from the fact that they haven't finished it yet that's all they've said so far like we haven't finished it yet so there's more content coming by default until it's finished doesn't necessarily have a tail both of these games do um loads of games most games suicide squad has a massive tail now dodge do you see or do you typically find yourself lost in live service games do you spend money on them after you buy them i don't you know funnily enough i, I don't really do big live service games like obviously i know we're talking about power world right now and as far as i'm concerned you can't actually spend any money in it yet no. uh, don't i wouldn't be surprised if they had that in and i'm a fiend for stuff like that that's why i managed to ban myself from playing fifa ever again because that was costing me over 600 pound a year like in in monetization but i don't yeah i don't usually um get suckered in uh into those sort of games but like this whole live service conversation like like everyone wants your time don't they yeah everyone wants every minute of your time with these games and there's just too many of them uh with suicide squad i still haven't played it yet 
I've heard mixed things, I've heard good things, I've heard bad things, you know, but it never sits right with me. Like when a game, when you pay top price for a game and then they want to, like say Destiny, yeah, even though it's free now, I believe, the base game, but when you did buy it, you pay a load of money on top of it, like a FIFA and stuff like that. It's Whereas with Fortnite, it's free to play, you know, and then it's cosmetic more than anything. It's not pay to win, you know, I, like I say, I, I don't really dabble too much in the live service games, you know, to really have a dog in the fight. But um, yeah, it don't never sits well with me when it's a full price game with monetization on top of it with pay to win elements involved as well. It's just it's not it's not a good practice for me. What about you, Gams? What's your kind of broad thoughts on monetization of games? Yeah. Um they have a huge every single live service game has a huge undertaking because the whole point is to make you a fan, a hardcore fan of that. I've noticed in my own spending habits, what do I spend the most on? I spend most on League of Legends. I spend the most on um, World of Warcraft or to, you know, some pet stuff and all that stuff. And I, I spend the most on, like, <laughs> NHL uh, hockey stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the fucking issue. But, and, <laughs> and Fortnite, right? Fortnite is like, Fortnite for some fucking reason I spend money on. I have no, I don't even fucking play that game that much. I have no idea why I spend so much money on it, but... From what I see from my own habits is that they really have to make me a just like a complete fan. They have to grab your attention and make you a fan of that thing and want to make you come back over and over and over again. Even when bigger games come out, even when new live service came, games come out, they got to be in your freaking mind so that when you're done that one month of freaking Helldivers 2, you go back to your main game, right? Like, they want to be that main game. All of them want to be that freaking main game. They, I don't know how it's, how, how it's sustainable, but uh, typically, again, I don't like it. But, like, if you're free to play, like League of Legends, and I'm playing fucking five days of it, and you made me a fan, I'm okay with giving you the money, you know? And that's what I'm doing with League of Legends. I have, I think, my god, I don't even want to see the hours in that game. I have multiple accounts. I've sold accounts. Don't say anybody. Oh my god. Don't don't say that to anybody. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm gonna get killed. Uh, I've, I have like multiple days, multiple weeks, maybe years in that game. I don't, I don't know. So of course I'm going to give them money. Um, yeah. Suicide Squad, you know, they have to trend a fine line of like getting you hooked and giving you a little bit of a nostalgia pull and big scope and games that have the biggest chance to do that, like Pal World, if anything don't do that which is like so interesting to me i i don't have an answer here i don't my wide i'm not okay my wide view is i don't really mind live service games i don't mind them i yeah. just want you to make a good freaking game come into making that game just as the the best it can be with with a like maybe the thing is to ignore the model 
Maybe the thing is to make a game really fucking good. Okay, companies, make the game really fucking good. And then, you know, you, you, you add the nuggets of live service after when people are actually playing your fucking game and liking your game. Maybe that's a thing you have to do. But, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with live service games as long as they're, they're good. And Asa, man, Asa, I just mm. want good games. That's all I want. I have nothing I else to say don't about fucking spend live service. Anything else on the World of Warcraft live service store? That game's yeah, well, monstrous. I, I agree. It's monetized. I I agree. I'm so sad. I I buy the pets. I'm 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 a I'm a bitch. But see, they they got me. It's exactly what I said. They got me with fucking great story and characters I give a fuck about, and they gave me oh, a world Gamsley. that I love. It's so hard, Asa. You bought the expansion. You pay them a monthly subscription. It's hard. Actually, I I sell gold. (laughs) With a vengeance. But Asa, I don't even even buy... I I buy with gold now. I just get the subscription through gold. You know? You you should think more about the FIFA players, Asa. They're the worst worst offenders because... EA bring a new title out every year religiously and they're pumping hundreds and they don't give you yeah, nothing crazy. for that. Yeah, and they Just wipe it out. And they, they literally, I've said for ages, if they did the decent thing, which they're not going to do because it doesn't make them the money they make, like make it free to play FIFA with squad updates and keep the ultimate team as its own mm-hmm. entity, like free to play. But they ain't going to do that. Like every year mm-hmm. they print, I mean, they've just... They've dropped the, to not bore everyone with the soccer scene, but they just dropped FIFA branding for the game, went to everyone else direct, bought out their own game, so they're not even paying for the FIFA license anymore. So now they're just taking all the money. Like, and people, no, they, that, they that game will live a longer They very life. much wanted FIFA. FIFA said no, because FIFA are just as greedy as EA, and they wanted more people to be able to use the license. Yeah, well, I think FIFA wanted Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, I'm sorry. It's just money. But there's, um, there's a legal case going on at the moment. I think it's um, it's 2K around their basketball games, where people were trying to like um, sue them because they take certain basketball games off the market, and they're like, well, we've got virtual currency in this game, so you just deleted it, give us a refund. And they're saying... Setting a precedent in law that virtual currencies are, are works of fiction and have no value. If people put money on them, it's their own problem, and we're not giving them a refund. And they're, like yeah, virtual currencies are just—it's a, a sad part, like a bit of an indictment on the way that gaming has gone. But for me, I'm not actually necessarily against microtransactions and the live service model and all the rest of it. It's just—it's such a delicate line to walk in a way that's that's mm-hmm. fair and right because you want. I'm not thinking that that development studios have to continually pump content into a game that doesn't make any money after it's been sold. Like if you sell it day one for your 70 quid or whatever, you're not going to get content added to that game without some kind of, of like ongoing revenue. Cause that's just the way the world works. They can't sustain it. Um, but you get so many cases, so many games that don't need to be engineered to be a live service game. So many mm-hmm. like corporate suits that are doing exactly what you're saying they're doing, Gamsley, where they're trying to make sure that this game is the one that you always go back to, that hooks you in with its daily quests and login streaks and all of this manipulative, sinister bullshit to make sure you keep going back to this game to keep on spending money on it, rather than just having a good thing and finding a fair relationship with the consumer. Um, how do you... Do you have any ideas on what... Like, what is a fair, what's a fair thing 
in your mind? What would they have to do to make it fair? That's a good question. And what games have done it well? So I used to play um, a game called Asteroids Call 2, an MMO RPG that had a subscription rate before subscriptions were, were popular or accepted. And for my like £9 a month or whatever it was, there was a content drop every month. So it was a very direct, like, this is what you're getting for your payment kind of relationship that made a lot of sense. Um, you can't do that very viably. You can't have a whole load of games charge their own subscription fees because they just will not find an audience. Final Fantasy does it and World of Warcraft does it, but they've kind of got that. Yeah, those are massive fan players. Locked uh, down. Those are massive yeah. fanfares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, most things are, are live service now. You've got, um, like, obviously, Forza and Halo and those kinds of things are live service. Battle passes are the, are the popular method of monetization because they they kill two birds with one stone they, they take money in and they incentivize people to keep on coming back they do both they're like we take your money and we'll make you come back every single day and give us more money um i'm not a massive fan of the do you think fortnite reason, does it it's not the worst do, Fortnite absolutely daily challenges first... everywhere isn't it yeah 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 no no their daily challenges oh, well are you saying yes it's okay for fortnite or does fortnite do it well to you I... do you think they do it well I'm not a Fortnite because player, they do so I don't do the what kind of stuff they offer. They, Fortnite, Fortnite's they, biggest, um, the biggest thing with Fortnite, why it does so well, is is usually the licensing that it does with the partnerships. You know the skins. You know there's like there's always Marvel. You know or something they'll put that, and that is the thing that I remember Fortnite when it first came out. And they started that, and then there were certain Premier League football clubs, like soccer sides over here, and certain clubs had their kits. And I hadn't touched Fortnite for ages, and it was like, oh, you could get the West Ham kit. And I just went, oh, I've got to boot the game up. Because that's all, these games, all they care about is you actually logging into the game. They want you to come into the game so that they can dangle the carrot, because they know games like that are addictive, yeah, and all of a sudden, like you say, Gamsley with League of Legends, I, I never played it, but I can imagine once you you, you go, oh, I'm, just, I'm only going to do one game, or I'm only going to do mm-hmm. a couple, or I've only, I've only got half hour, and then the next thing you know, you go, fucking, I've been on that for two hours, or saying, because yep. that's what they want, they want you to keep coming back. Now, what Fortnite, like I say, I ain't really played it, I played it... Um, Oh, I played it not too long ago when they did the full, what was it, the UE5.2? Um, yeah, there was like a big update yeah. and, they, and they did, and I went back to that and it, and it looks great and all that. And the battle pass, I ended up buying the battle pass. Like, and I'd only gone back to yeah. look at how, how much better it looked and I went up, whatever yeah. it was, you know, like if it was six, seven pound or, or whatever it was, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll do that because I'm playing this for a bit. And then I dropped it like a couple of days later and... Yeah, they don't, they I, don't care if you do the whole battle. There are people who will sweat the life out of that battle pass and get every single penny of their money out of it. But let's get real: ninety percent of us yeah. probably pay that fee, get ten, fifteen, twenty levels in, and go. Uh, you're playing something else, you know, and, they, and they're still yeah. getting their money. You know, I, 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 so, I think. Like, if anything, they strike a... They got a little bit egregious, but, like, man, how can it... It's kind of hard to shit on that one, right? Because they give... If you do complete your battle pass, you do get your money back for the next battle pass, right? If you... They dangle the stick very well where you really do get a lot of content out. Or, well, a lot of cosmetics. But then they give you the free concerts. They give you the free events. They give you, like, those... Like, you could see the money going back to that game. You really can. 
it's almost like World of Warcraft, right? The money that you see go in uh, in your monthly subscription will get you that everybody will get that big expansion or whatever, even though they fuck you on that because it's a full charge, right? It's a full, it's $49 for the expansion. But anyway, point is you, this like Fortnite doesn't do that. It's like, here's this free update. Here are these game modes. Here's live concerts. Here are every nostalgic, lovely character you can own. Bam. Uh, Here are, little tidbits of those universes interacting with each other it's like man you do see the money kind of going back in it they have updates of the engine every fucking so often you see the visual upgrades it's like that one's like in the middle with me where i'm like "Eh, it's getting a little much but also i can't really argue with it because they're really swarming you with like they're really giving you a lot of content really quickly, but it's really hard for any company to do that, right? Imagine if you're like a new company trying to get into this. It's like, fuck, Halo couldn't even do that stuff. But anyway. It's also, you're right, that the the balance of like what you're expected to spend and the amount of content that they give you, like obviously they're given, there's no live service game that updates as frequently and as as broadly as Fortnite does. At the same time, it's full of dark patterns and targets children so i don't want to entirely heap on like praise for them doing everything right because they do have all kinds of issues with getting children addicted to spending money on all kinds of things um big time which yeah like there's a lot that fortnite does well and there is no other company that can deliver content with the kind of frequency and scope that they do so props for that less props for giving daily login quests to children um who are not equipped to resist that kind of thing. Like dark patterns are very effective on children and episode 13. Yeah. Isa, uh, you know what, before we move on from this topic, uh, what's the latest, um, uh, live service that kind of caught you like, do you get caught by some of this stuff or? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I do. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not entirely against it in concept. I'm happy to pay for things that I enjoy. I want developers to be able to deliver content into a game that I love. And if you do find a game that you love and you want it to carry on, then that's the kind of developer-consumer relationship you, you want to see work. Um, in terms of particular examples, though, I mean, I'm going back to, to Halo still a few a couple of years after launch. I don't think it's live services done particularly well, and I don't think I've spent a penny on it. So you possibly consider that like a failing relationship from their end, because I have not bought any battle passes. I don't care for their cosmetics. But they haven't done anything to like hurt my feelings either. Have I don't you, feel like they're manipulative. Or... Have you purchased anything from a live service game within the last like five years? Yeah, definitely. But... My head is full of snot and I can't think right now. Um, they've got that. They're just cutting in quickly. Like I think we need to, I know what you're saying there about Fortnite and you are right about young kids and, and they will get hooked. Yeah. I think we all have to just agree that the main offender when it comes to live service, game, uh, live service games are the, as far I've never played it, but the NBA 2K series, the FIFA series with the gambling mechanics. Yeah, the ones who, it don't matter who you are, if you're a kid with your dad's fucking credit card, or if you're a 38-year-old roofer with your own money and income, (laughs) yeah, if you've got an addiction to something, yeah, and and these games are like, 
putting out these, like FIFA do it all the time. Like every other week, it's like, oh, the something, something special card. Yeah. And then everyone goes, oh, I've got to get it. And, and they're, they're like, as a live service goes, they're the things, even if that game was free to play, I'd still think that's a dog move. You know what I mean? That, and that's the opposite to pay to win. Pay to win is someone that's offering you. You can buy something like Diablo, for example. You can buy something and know what you're going to get from it. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a, I, the EA sport, the sports games models of open this pack, you might get something. That like is the, there, there's no, no one's going to defend that. No, no mm. one's going to defend them. Um, and like you say, so with the Fortnites and that, obviously that's they can get addicted to it that way as well with the V button. I mean, I've got a 13-year-old daughter and she's like me. She'll she'll play that for five minutes and then not touch it for a couple of months. And then when she does touch it again, Dad, can I get V-Bucks? Like and she's only just gone yeah. back to it. Like they know they know what they're doing and, and and that. But at least if she goes, I want an outfit for my character, I go, all right then. Whereas if she goes to me, Oh, if you give me 2,000 V-Bucks, I can open these packs because I really want to try and get this cat. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's Yeah. Just, there's no defending. The older that, model. You know? That was yeah, like their, that was there yeah. like five years ago. It's a good thing that gamers really start to shit on that model. The, the loot boxes and, the and stuff. And the Belgian government, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. in some countries which made it much more tricky to implement. Yeah. Um, the yeah. other one that gets me, I've got a 12-year-old and he does the, the Robux. And ask him what he wants for. Like, why do you want to buy these Robux? What are you going to get for it? And he'll tell me it's a it's Roblox Premium that will let him like level up faster in a game that he's played. And I I hate that so much. Like, yeah. pay to pay to progress faster. Like l- the most literal terms. And the children like children see that and it's just like, yeah, this is what I want. I want to level up faster. Ah, uh, it's gross. It, it's really yeah, hard to fun. like make them understand yeah. how gross that is. <laughs> yeah, if I see that, I'll go and play something else. But. It's not the way their minds work. Um, mm. Tom never bought a loot box or a cosmetic item in anything. What have you bought cosmetics in, Dodge? I'll buy it in anything. Right? I'm carnage. Like I say, you know, <laughs> Warzone or, or Modern Warfare 3. Like Call of Duty, since Modern Warfare 2019, which was the last, in my opinion, it was the last good one, but I never played Vanguard or all these other ones after. But then I'm a big sufferer of FOMO. So then it's like, oh, MW3's coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sick. And then I'm like getting the fucking all singing, all dancing edition on Blizzard. And it's like 100 quid or whatever it is. And then I'm enrolling in the battle pass. And then I'm not playing. And then I go, oh, shit. And I'm not playing it. And then when I think about it, I think, fucking hell, that, that one game. Yeah, it's probably took 150 to 200 pound off of me in cosmetic skins for a gun that... I'm not using anymore. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It, it's but that's just my head. That, that's how my head works. If I see something shiny, I'm like a magpie. I'm like, oh, I've got to have that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I could drop the game the next day and go I have a rage quit in a game and go, oh, I'm fucking done with this game after I just spent fifty quid on a skin. You know what I mean? But that's how that's how that's how I work. You know. <laughs> what about you, Gamsy? I feel you. Don't don't talk to me about this. Nothing. Oh, I buy nothing. Are there any games that you've stopped playing because the monetization was so off-putting? Yeah, no. Uh, well, mm, hehe. Ah, uh, I got caught in the like Darge. I got caught in the NHL stuff. Like, I got caught in the All-Star team kind of 
open packs, build your little team, and then go rock online with them. I got caught in that, and then, but only for a year. Like that year, I think it was NHL. Oh my god, twenty fuck, twenty twenty two or something. I don't, I don't remember, but. I, I really got hooked that year because obviously I think it was still pandemic was happening. I got hooked on that and then uh, fuck it just I spent way too much and then boom all of that is gone the next year and you're like well fuck <laughs> you know so mm. I really I I really felt um, screwed by that and I was like why am I doing this I'll just freaking play the normal mode with my friends and have just as much fun i don't know why i'm doing this it really did uh shift my mindset really quickly and but but kids don't have that um critical thinking yet so it's really fucking gross um but anyway yeah nhl 20 something world of warcraft for me I used to play that all the time and then they oh, introduced yeah. i freaking hate the shop in it that is that game has no right to have a shop at all they I paid for the game and the expansion and I subscribe. Why Why is there a shop? Get the fuck out of my face. Mm. And then multiple like consecutive years, I go, oh, I quite fancy some World of Warcraft. And they'll send me these emails saying like, is this current expansion? Come and have a look. It's on sale. And then and then I'll click the shop on the little Blizzard launcher to see like what this sale is. And I'll say the game's on a bit of a sale, but also you can get a half price character realm transfer you can you can get this pet for half price and i'm just reminded that there's this disgusting store in world of warcraft yeah and it i i'm i'm full because i do actually have it at the moment um i did eventually succumb and get back on it but, <laughs> you fucker <laughs> but they lost me for like three years <laughs> and i still freaking hate their store so what yeah. about you people in chat are there any games that have been so badly monetized that you just you couldn't play what would otherwise have been a fun game and why are you thinking about that um let's move on to the questions and start rounding this thing off i know that's a little bit short but the questions sometimes take quite a while depending on how many there are if you have any questions that you need answered we're going to get through a bunch of those um we're starting with the first one which is from saitama who's in our discord has changed youtube name today i'm assuming uh, has asked what was the worst game or biggest disappointment that you've ever spent money on? I think we had this question or very similar last week, but Dodge. Worst it's game, biggest always, disappointment is Anthem, isn't it? Cool. It is Anthem. It'll always be sorry Anthem. for my uh sorry if somebody's talking. I my mute my uh, sound isn't working. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry, Dodge. That's all right. It was just the same right. answer as last week. It's Anthem. It was Anthem. <clears throat> Anthem had one of the best um, hype trailers and lead up for that game ever, and Bioware. And you know, I wasn't the biggest Mass Effect fan, as I said on Game On before. Um, when I wasn't a fan of the games, I just hadn't really played them. But I knew the strength of Bioware. And they were selling me this dream and everything. And then, uh, yeah, paid. paid mm. uh, I swear I paid. That game, was that game £70? Or did I imagine that? Was that not $70 back then? Or, Anthem, uh, I can't remember. I feel like I paid, well, anyway, whatever I paid, it was <laughs> full AAA price. And, uh, you got a deluxe three-day early access. Get an extra and, skin and, edition. Yeah, and then, I, I, so I got it. And then what, what's the... 
there's some policy on Xbox when so you shady. How did you hours, get fourteen hundred hours into Anthem? There wasn't that much content in there. Uh, Sh- shady did like it though. <laughs> I remember he played it, but I, I think it was it two hours on Xbox. If you played over two hours, then you couldn't refund, didn't it, or whatever it yeah, was. It is, and yeah. I ended up just going over that, so I couldn't refund it. And yeah, that that one stung bad. But uh, yeah, Anthem always. What about you, Gamsley? Biggest disappointment of a game. I'm back. All right. Uh, you could hear me fine, guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. I couldn't hear anything for like five minutes for some reason. Uh, okay. Um, something that I... Uh, was the worst game? Um, shit. You said Anthem. Anthem is such a good thing. It was a disappointment, but, uh, disappointment, but really fun at the same time. Um, let's see. I'm what gonna... are you thinking? Because you're, you're maybe you hate it. this. I got it. Um, I did buy. If you look here, I did buy the the Starfield. Ooh, you're not gonna say special it. Edition. Don't say that. Surely uh, not. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down, buddy. Um, I did buy it and I played it on, like, I I got it because FOMO and I wanted to play a little earlier and I didn't want, I I really truly do love Bethesda and I love everything that they make. So I, I, I bought it. I caved in. I like the watch. I'm a watch person. Spoiler alert, if you're listening, you, I have a watch collection. I'm big watch guy. So it just, it was for me, right? Let's let's get this thing. So I got it, um, and I played it. I beat it once. Loved, like, it grabbed me from beginning to end. I liked it. But I just couldn't help but think, fuck, there's something. <laughs> there's something missing here, and I can't really put my finger on it i don't know what was missing i still don't know what's missing but i just that whole game i was like man i i like it i'm enjoying it it hooks me the characters are pretty cool the quest design is cool everything's click like clicking there but just there's something that that there's, there's a void here so i'm gonna say starfield recently uh, right, anyway. yeah I'm going to take that. Um, bear with me one moment. So mine, last time we had this question, I said mine was too human on the Xbox 360 because the Xbox 360 had had like cracking game after game after game with Oblivion and Bioshock and Mass Effect and Halo and like, everything was gold that came out in, in the first year or so of that console. And too human looked like it was going to be gold. And then it, it had all kinds of issues, legal issues between Silicon Knights and Epic, and what actually came out was a little bit of a disaster. But um, I'm going to switch it around and go for the PlayStation equivalent, which was Layer. Um, Layer was supposed to be the saviour of the PlayStation 3 when it came out. It was supposed to be better than any game that had ever been to market because the PlayStation 3 was supposed to be better than every console that had ever been to market, every bit of hardware. And then Layer turned out to be kind of terrible. So... I'm going to go with Leia this week. Last week it was too human. If we get the question again next week, I'll think of another one just to keep it fresh and spicy. But let me just get this tweet going. Gamsley just <laughs> called <laughs> Starfield the most disappointing <laughs> game ever. I can't tell. Disappointing game ever. Shock face tweet. 
post. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's done. I'm going to get murdered. You know why? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Fuckers. That, that, that question was, that question fucked me because it's the biggest disappointment ever. Oops. Emphasis on ever. That, <laughs> I didn't mean ever. I just meant recently. But okay. Now reading it back, maybe that's a dumb fucking answer. But it was still a disappointment. So I stand my square on disappointment yeah it's roaring your mind as well isn't it yeah i'm so sorry ever (laughs) ever no definitely not we won't tell boomstick and that um shut up (laughs) no no right purple tree frog has asked if you could have your dream game made based on an existing ip what would it be and who would you have make it so an ip that's not already a game like a TV, film, other medium, IP, made into your dream game, what would it be and who would make it? Dodge. Can't think. I don't, I don't, I don't. So it's not a game, so it's not an already established game. No, something you like on TV or whatever. Yeah. You got any games, I'll let you go. (laughs) I'm still laughing at the fucking chat. They're murdering me. (laughs) It's just calling me out. (laughs) Um, Fuck you guys, all right? I I don't need to explain myself. Uh, I'm Canadian. I I can't read. Anyways, uh, I can't read English. Um, So, (laughs) um, uh, hmm, I would say, for sure, Dream Game... I want, I want, I want a Halo. <laughs> I want a Halo game made, Halo. made by like. Huh? I think no, Halo's already a, a game. I could be wrong, but. Oh, what is that? No. Oh, wait, hold on. If you could. Uh... Oh fuck! Oh, that is as hard as dark. No, hey, so you go. You I'm go. not. I don't. I don't really watch TV very much or do the old films and stuff. I'm trying to think of something that's good that hasn't okay. already had a game adaptation. Problem, that's actually a really difficult question. Is... Yeah, because the problem is, like, if it's a film or something that you've seen, you already got the story, right? So then if you put that into a video game, like a TV show that I used to like back in the day with Sean Raffles in the chat, was Lost. Like, we used to like that back in the day. It was a good story mm. and, and stuff like that. But you make that a video. I can get the fucking coalition to make that and make it look all beautiful, but I still know the outcome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a weird question. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, and scroll in the chat. Oh, see if anyone's got oh a good idea. In there. Chat, you chat, know what? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with one. <laughs> this is recency bias again. But how about the boys oh, yeah. made by? Good. That's our answer collectively. Everyone wants that. <laughs> the boys I... made by Machine Games. <laughs> Not sure about Machine Games for it. They do. They do authenticity. So maybe, but. The boys is a good I would, answer. I would love it. Yeah, I, um, it's the they they make really ne- brutal stuff, man. The boys is it's right up there. Oh yeah, look, um, I've never watched that either. I, like I said, I don't watch a lot of telly. Um, but Dick Wingbat said about Peaky Blinders. I've heard that's a good TV show, but I haven't watched it. And then Isla. Isla said a good one as well. Oh no, Baz, sorry, quick clip. He said about um, like a Chucky game or something like that. But it's just like, 
You know, all oh the my God, a Chucky that. game by the uh, the studio that, uh, that makes that. that yeah, <laughs> what's that fucking weird game that always shows up with the freaking mascots? What the hell? Bad oh, Robot. No. Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like in a festival. What is it called? God damn it, chat, help me at out. It's like this killing floor. Is it Killing Floor? Is that what it's called? Oh, Killing Floor is a game. Yeah. So so what if what if like Chucky's made by that fucking studio? <laughs> that would be fun. I think um <laughs> I think Raph, I think Sean Raph probably wins. He's probably he's just put a Game of Thrones spin-off made by From Software. Oh. <laughs> he's probably yeah. won. Even though I'm not a From he knows I'm not a From Software, yeah. player, but I can that's, imagine that. That's a good one. Yeah, a few people's uh few people's nipples hard, you know what I mean? Brom would miss that though, yeah, that right? Because Game of Thrones was all character driven, like political stuff. And from games are just empty and you figure out what's happening yourself. Hey, you watch your so mouth. I'm not, sure. <laughs> I like, I'm not saying that as a criticism, but it's <laughs> like playing. it's like you don't have characters that, that talk particularly, do you, in a from game? So it'd be a strange a strange combo for me, that one. But um, they might branch out. Pick know. something, you coward. My little no, pony I, I really, from Bethesda Game yours. Studios. No, I copy, well, we've got okay. Goonies from Naughty Dog and Rare cross collaboration as well. That's a that's a good shout. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, the Boys is a good one. I've not got the studio in mind. Somebody that has the same kind of sense of humour, they they must exist. Um, I um I gave the that's code a good question. Oh, people for, people people can fly with the boys. I don't know who Maybe. got the code. I, I think it was Wayne, but he hasn't confirmed. If, if someone's got the code for Eldivers 2, can you just let me know in chat? Please. Sorry. I didn't see. Did you just put it in chat? Yeah, whoever's claiming it, let us know. Thank you, guys, for, for sharing that with everyone. Oh, yeah, I see it there. Uh, I'm going to go claim it. Episode 13 has asked, why is Ace a very fussy with games, of course? Or is it the same for food? Do you think the Xbox really needs to make a handheld if it's not going to be better than the Steam Deck? Is there any point? So multiple questions in there. Why am I very fussy? Episode 13, I'm very fussy with games because there are so many games to play. The market is super oversaturated at the moment, which means I can afford to ignore Brotato. There is a lot of good stuff to play. Um, and actually, if there were, if Brotato was the only game to come out this year, I would play it and I would enjoy it. I'm not actually fussy, but there is a lot to play, and there is like, you got to choose, haven't you? You've not got enough time to play everything, so yeah, that's choose, why I'm fussy. Am I the same with food? Fucking thieves, you know, and fucking I'd the pirate play game. Sea of thieves that? over Brotato, absolutely <laughs> yes. True. If you want to play Sea of Thieves with me, I'm on it. You would play Sea of Thieves over Brotato. I mixed well, it so up. I mixed it up with this stupid game coming out by Ubisoft. What was it I called? Play, uh, Skull and Bones. I, I can't play. Um, oh, fuck. I can't play any game with you anymore where there's exploding barrels or something around. You know what it's <laughs> we like. We had good times on series, yeah. <laughs> alien, alien fire team. I'm like shaking, staring down the alleyway, and then there was a big explosion, and it was you fucking shooting a barrel next to me. <laughs> yeah, my nerves. My nerves are shot as it is, mate. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, um, do you really think that Xbox needs to make a handheld? And is it going to be, or if it's not going to be better than the Steam Deck, is there any point? So, there's lots of rumors going around at the moment that Xbox are looking at a handheld. Let's just do this one nice and quickly, I suppose. Dodge, would you buy an Xbox handheld? Um, I don't think they should do it. I think, uh, 
well, the third party, there's the third party options there. They can maybe lean on that and and do it that way. If they want to do their own, I mean, they just don't, it, like Microsoft, Xbox ain't that type, are they? Do you know what I mean? They haven't done the VR. They'd be the last to do it. What they do is, it, what they do is they fucking wait for ages. Yeah. And then when Sony bring their PSP, the, the next coming of that, when they bring that to market, that'd be the time and they'll dither on it like the VR space. They just don't, I, I can't see them doing it. I think they'd rather leverage all the third party stuff with the Asus and Lenovo um, and Steam Deck and try and do what they can. Obviously, they ain't doing much with a Steam Deck, but with the others, they'd try and get Game Pass on it or something like that. You know what I mean? As opposed to creating mm-hmm. their own hardware, you know? I think mm-hmm. they've got bigger problems as well at the minute to worry about. As but well if they did one, you would buy it, wouldn't you? Like, if they do a handheld dodge, you'll buy it day one, wouldn't you? I'm not the old dodge knight, Asa. I wouldn't buy anything with an Xbox stick He's going to fucking it. do it. He's going to do it. I'm Look at that face. <laughs> Watch this play I'm out. Smile. I'll, nah, I'll, I'll wait for Look the next... Look at that I'd wait for the next, uh, the next Steam Deck, I reckon, probably. Like, I'm an ecosystem slag. I'm, I'm on the Steam now. I'm the Steam guy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where that's where you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Gansley? Xbox handheld. <laughs> I, yes, I, I I would buy one. Uh, look, I got a ton of little gadgets. That I'm a gadget person. I I love new hardware. Yes. Uh, quick answer. Uh, yeah, you're right, Darge. They usually are the uh, let others speak for us kind of thing. And and you know, uh, yeah, Sony, you go do that thing first, and yeah, Switch, you go do that thing first, but then they have a fucking nightmare of a time to gain market share for some reason. Yeah, because you're fucking too late. People attach themselves with Steam Decks, people attach themselves to Switches, people have PlayStation portables that, you know, they associate with PlayStation that it's kicking your ass in your main console. It's like, no, get get in the fucking game right now, man. It's It's popping right now. Make a better one. Make the best one on the market and uh, fucking put your foot down. But yeah, I'm I'm in that mind. Scorched Earth, get in there, do it properly uh, before it's too late. So for me, I don't I don't care for handheld devices. I don't have a Steam Deck. I don't play games on my phone. I I do have a Switch, but I'd never use it in portable mode. So personally, very selfishly, I hope that they don't do it because it would represent like the floor, the lowest common denominator for their for the games that they're making. Um, but I'm not actually that selfish. If they did make one, I wouldn't begrudge them. There is an opportunity there. They could make a handheld that has their, like, you know, then you're buying games through Microsoft, through through the Xbox store by default, rather than getting an Asus or something like that and having Steam as an option. So Microsoft's motivation would be fairly clear and concise. Like, we don't want you buying games on Steam. We want you buying them on, on Xbox. And essentially, that's what an Xbox handheld would do for them. So I can see it as a thing that they'd be looking at because these things are successful. The Switch has been massively successful and all of these other devices have kind of gone against the odds and seen some success that probably wasn't anticipated. Microsoft are going to follow a trend if they can see one, I suppose. Um, but it won't do anything for me. Next question is... Um, Oh, so Isla said congrats to Wayne for getting the code. He did say thank you like 10 times. So Wayne's got that. That's that's actually awesome. So Wayne's on our Discord, which means it'll be very easy for us to hook up and play some Helldivers. Uh, Get it installed, Wayne. If I could clap, I would clap. But I can't. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, you can. It has to be one hand joke per episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tony has asked, why do you buy single player games day one slash pre-order? What's your next day one? Um, Tony, I, I buy single player games early because I do podcasts and things and it would be weird not to be able to talk about them. If I weren't doing content like this, I would try and hold off on the day one games. But to answer your other question on which one's next, like I very, very, very rarely buy day one single player games, but I'm going to buy day one Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Dragon's Dogma 2. That's two in quite quick succession that the pull is just too strong. They're, they're, They're too big a deal, too big those games. I think I have to get them straight away. Uh, Gamzy, do you buy single player games day one normally? Yes. Um, the last one I bought was, oh boy, uh, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but anyways, uh, I dropped that pretty quickly. Let me just add sadly. this onto the Starfield tweet um, one second. don't do that hey we're on a multi-gaming podcast god damn it um (laughs) yeah that's that's the last one i think i bought um did you like it uh no i dropped i i dropped it pretty quickly uh more on that later um maybe one day What's my next day one? I gotta be with Asa. I gotta go Final Fantasy. That shit's just too hard. Like, I played 16. Loved it. You know, everybody thinks I hate that game, but I actually love it. It's just not a very good Final Fantasy game to me. And people, I'm not gonna get into that fucking debate. Um, So yeah, I love all the Final Fantasy games. I've played basically all of them. So yeah, Final Fantasy is my next one. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake on the Steam Deck. Haha, shout out to the Steam Deck. And uh, that's where I completed that baby. Uh, What a hell of a game and great combat. Um, That's that's Final Fantasy combat done right. And Rebirth looks like they're extending that. So that's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Square Enix know how to make a good Final Fantasy game. They totally lucked out and nailed it with Final Fantasy VII Remake for me. So, 100%. Uh, also, you know that spoilers are going to go all over the place. So you kind of mm-hmm. need to get on that one I before it's too late. Darge, what about you? That's what I was going to say. I think, you know, with a question saying, do you, you know, do you buy single-player games day one? I think The Last of Us Part Two made us all aware of uh, the need to do it straight away because the internet yeah. is, you know, regardless of that game and the controversy and everything else, like, there's a spoil culture around now. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was another one that I see bits of. Obviously, I get it's the, the console warring that's going on, you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is it's there, you know? So, uh, I don't know, I'll probably get, like, Hell Divers, and I bought it the day after, so it's not technically day one, but it's, you know, straight away, it's probably the last one I bought. Um, the next one is probably because I think it's Suicide Squad day one. That was going to be. Uh, it's it's probably going to be Dragon's Dogma two for me. Um, mm. Even though I, you know I, I fucked around with the, with the first one on Steam uh, a month or two ago, um, and I ain't got like a vast knowledge of it. I um, yeah, I'll have that game day one and just just dive into it because it looks it looks sick. It looks incredible. It also has, like, it's a single-player game, but it does have an intrinsic online community element yeah, as yeah, well yeah. with the way that its pawns work. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. mate, that's, that's a good, good excuse to have good. to pick that one up straight away. 
Yeah, yeah, that's gonna that game is gonna be. I I I think that's already in the game of the year without even coming out. I think that'll already be in the game of the year. Like it'll be everywhere when the awards. Oh man, when the awards come up and um, you know the Keeleys or whatever the the VGA or whatever the fuck they called. Um, when they come (laughs) up, that'll be up for that'll be up for a few things. Like I, I think I think that's just gonna be an excellent game this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, quick same, question while we get the next one up. Yeah, go for it. Quick question before we go to the next one. Do we think we finally see an Xbox game in the VGAs? Hellblade, Indiana Jones, Avowed. Um, one of those yeah. fucking things is going to be there? One of those will be what, in there. What, for game of the year? What, for the yeah. main prize? Yeah, oh, for the main okay. one. Not necessarily yeah. winning it, but nominated in the six, yeah. Yeah. I think Hellblade, okay. uh, yeah, I think Senua's um, Saga. Is it Senua's Saga? Yeah, it is Saga, isn't it? This one. Mm-hmm. It's not Sacrifice. Yeah, no. It's... Yeah, um, yeah, it should be, because, I mean, well, I say it should be, but like the stuff that they've shown you in that is a little bit, you know, I think it, I think it will be. I've, I've, I've yeah, been, I hope I've so. I hope so, man. It would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like avowed as well, didn't they? Give like a vague release date for it. Was it twenty twenty four? Yeah, this yeah, year. yeah. I think Indiana Jones was just twenty twenty four, wasn't it? And I think did they say avowed was like fall twenty four? Yeah, and Hellblade. I'm pretty sure it's something like that. But you never know; they may get pushed out. They may get pushed out of this year, and Xbox might only end up with what is it? Towerbone, um, Hellblade, yeah, and Ara. Ara, Ara, history untold. That's another one that I'm really looking forward to as well. Oh but... man, I'm so down. Oh man, I'm so <laughs> yeah. down for that. Yeah, that, that's going to tickle my uh, civ civilization yeah. each badly. Yeah. All right. Let's do this next All question right. from episode 13. He's asked before in the Discord, but what's your favorite Dreamcast game? So, do you have a favorite Dreamcast game, Dodge? Did you play the Dreamcast? Ah, uh, mate, I. I... Uh, well, I had pals who had it. I didn't own it, but the games that I remember playing was Crazy Taxi and um, Ready to Rumble. I think they may have been like <laughs> early shipped games. You remember that Afro Thunder guy with the Afro I like sort of boxing do, yeah. and that? Yeah, um, I remember that. Um, but yeah, didn't play. And obviously Sonic Adventure. You, you know, I remember there being a UFC game as well on the on the Dreamcast right right back in the day. Um, but yeah, I never owned one. But yeah, games like that, that I remember those. But you, Gamsy? Oh, oh God! There's, there's so many actually oh, for such a small, like short-lived console. There are so many good games. Oh, there's so. Uh, Let me help you with you. Was there Quake Three Arena, there... Fantasy Star Online, Scars of Skies of Arcadia, um, Power Stone, Power Stone Two. Those were oh awesome. my god, Power Shenmue. Stone. Oh yes, thank you for reminding me about Power Stone. Power Stone's amazing. Power Stone it is, baby. Let's go. Power Stone um, is a favorite. Also, yeah, was, I don't, was was there was there a Marvel versus Capcom on there? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was fuck it. That was crazy. That was crazy. Brandy I, I love good that. Outside, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, so many good games for the Dreamcast, but such a short-lived console. It's no wonder it's got like. Yeah, they really pushed. They really pushed that console too. That was like their hail mary. It's too bad. They they had 
a fair lack of third party support as well. Obviously, Power Stone was Capcom, yeah. and a few of these other were third party, but the big ones like EA that had their massive IPs kind of stuck the nail in the coffin for the Dreamcast. But still, yeah, loads of phenomenal games there. Good console. Um, next question, please. We'll just do two more questions if there are two more questions, and then we'll head off. So, Painful Discourse has asked. Uh, see me playing Vampire. <coughs> Excuse me. Dying. See me play Vampire. Is it any good? It's on sale now on Xbox. So he's just looking for some options before you buy. I think it's awesome so far. Um, quite different in tone to, to many other games. It's a don't nod game. So they've just released the Banishers Ghosts of something or other this week as well. New Eden. New Eden, yeah. Um, Vampire's just like, it's. The combat's fairly clunky and janky. Nothing about it is particularly like well polished. I'm playing it on the PC, so it looks quite pretty, but it's just got a nice little vibe. The voice acting is a little bit like weird, and yet the choices that it presents, like, do you want to eat that person? Yeah. Um, I like it so far. But Gamzee, you're shaking your head. Do you not like Vampire? Has it got too much words? Do you need a rotator? Is it too many buttons? Look at this fucking guy. Vampire's murdered. But I hate Brotato. <laughs> listen, listen, Brotato is better than Vampire. All right, I said it. Next. It's really not as freaking outrageous. Next. And you know what? Brotato is better than Starfield. Anyways, I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never played Vampire. Sell it to me, Acer. You so I was sold it by ACG actually because over there they talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because the I know they, they rate all it. love it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it is very different to anything else that I've played. Uh, I don't really know what to, to say about it. It's a don't nod game, so they made like Life it's is Strange and person. Remember Me and stuff like that. It's third person over oh. the shoulder. You're, you're a, a, a post World War Two. English doctor turned vampire um, running around London doing weird gothic things and deciding that's who you want to eat London. and who you don't. That's why um, London. Oh when, my you gosh, say London. when you say, yeah, yeah, it's the best place. When you, um, when you say don't nod and life is strange, it's not like that though. Is it free not, roaming or is it like more free roaming and it has some combat cases. in. So it's not exactly the same in terms of like the way that life is strange is delivered. But you can it will get still the same do kind of... those still frame, yeah, those still frame choice things and and stuff no, like that. No, not not so much in the same way, but it's more that it, it right. definitely presents you choices along the way that have like significant consequences as you go yeah. through. Like it's got a big play on, like um, I only know this because it tells you when you're selecting the difficulty. But you'll get a different ending if you choose not to eat any of the civilians. The whole thing that it's got as it's like its vibe or like quirk is you level up as you would in an RPG. In this game, you'll level up dramatically more and faster if you eat innocent civilians. Right. So you've got that that choice of like opting for power or being a nice player. And you'll get civilians that are like, oh, I, I want to die anyway, like, please bite me or whatever. And you have to make those choices yeah. as you go. Um, okay. And depending on okay. how much you converse with them, the, 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 the people that you can eat will be worth more if you've like uncovered a bit more information about them and helped them out with their problems. So you can like help them get to a more healthy situation in their own life and then eat them and you'll get more power out of it. So it's, it's like, it's a weird way of cultivating the experience and leveling so up. Gamsley hates it. I'll help you, Darge. 
I'll tell you, I'll be on touch. On the list of painfully average RPGs that you can pay for and that are not in Game Pass. Yeah, yeah that's that's on top of the fucking list, all right? Just skip it, go to the next one, all right? Go play some fucking Dragon Dogma or some fucking Cyberpunk or something. Save your money, Darge, all right? Don't listen to Asa. This is fair, though. There are an awful lot of games to play, so if you fancy some chaos, like episode 13 says, I'm very fussy because there are... An awful lot of games to play. Vampire is... I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to play it some more. Yeah. We'll see if I still like it after I've played more than like three hours, but good so far. <laughs> Alex minutes. asked... <laughs> three minutes. Is it dag or dog? Um, Depends what you're saying, Alex. If you're saying dog, then it's dog. Uh, I don't think we need to pass that particular question around. So Patrick has said... Uh, <laughs> fuck, marry or kill. The Elden Beast, the broodmother from Outriders... The Congregator of Flesh from Lords of the Fallen. Images have been attached to the Discord for reference. Um, I can't look at that, so unfortunately I'm going to have to see myself out of that question and let Darge and Gamsley have a look at this. They can answer. um, The Elder Beast, the Broodmother, and the Congregator of Flesh. I owe all three of them games, and I haven't Mm. seen any of them. Because I haven't haven't started (laughs) Lords of the Fallen... Uh, I'm assuming the Elden Beast is from Elden Ring, which I'll probably put about three hours in and put that down. And Outriders, Ace, as you fully well know, uh, I didn't finish that game. Um, you didn't, you abandoned whatever me. Order, whatever order Patrick wants them in is my order. Is, is that a good enough answer for you, Patrick? That's an outrageously underwhelming game. answer. Um... I don't know any of them. Is that fucking... <laughs> In the order that um, you've listed them, Patrick. Uh, to me. be fair, Patrick, I don't really know how we're supposed to answer that one, but um, I, got, I got you. Gamsy's got the answers. You can answer that. All right, all right. El- the Elden Beast is going to get my Mary, right? Like, I mean, it has to be the Elden Beast is getting my Mary. The fuck is the Brood Mother, and the kill has to be the Lords of the Fallen One. Yeah. There you go. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, so I'm going to go with the opposite of Gamsley because this is going to be like potato all over again. So just reverse that order and that's my <laughs> answer. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Right. I think on that note, I'm sorry, Patrick. I really didn't know how to answer that. Because um, I, I did, to do Patrick. All three, I got all you. So. I got you, Patrick. <laughs> you, you do know, Patrick, that I chose the right order because the Elden Beast is probably the strongest out of all of them. You want to keep that bitch next to you at all times. You know what I mean? The other one has some sort of humanoid form, so that'll be a good fuck if you want that. And then kill the <laughs> kill the Lords of the Fallen motherfucker at all costs because that guy is an ugly piece of shit. Anyways, next. There is no next. That was all the questions for today. So... <laughs> Um, also, you need to go pretty soon. So uh, let's finish it up there. Yes. Um, for me, thank you, everyone, for coming through again. It is always a good time. I'm glad you're all here to, to talk and listen to us. Uh, Dodge, tell people what you're up to, what you're playing, what's going on in the Discord. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to hopefully get on some Hell Divers too with probably Wayne. Now he's got the game. Yes. Uh, and yourself, Asa, if you want to do it. Are you playing it on Steam? Are you on Steam? I'm on the PlayStation at the moment. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, well, it's cross-play, that's all right, that works. Yeah, 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 like Outriders work. I'm Just my game yeah, will be yeah. a bit more blurry than yours, that's all. Uh, no, 
anyway, regardless of that. I um yeah, no, so play a bit of that. I do want to get back to their stranding because I again I know me. If I don't get back to it soon enough, I'll never go back to it. Um so yeah, I want to get back to that. Skull and Bones, I've still got that Ubisoft. So are you gonna play Skull and Bones for a bit, I guess? I hope. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to let say me know I'm definitely playing that one because yeah, no, let me know. It's but not anyway, yeah, so just far. nah, just um, yeah, carry on with a bit of hell diving and a little bit of death stranding for me. And uh, thanks everyone uh, for coming again, and I'll see you all next week. Brilliant, Gamsey, you're obviously back here on Thursday, but what else have you got going on? Yes, sir. Uh, well, uh, every Monday I do Boom's show, uh, the lunch special Monday at 12 uh, p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and meanwhile, I'll be playing good games like Brotato. Um, and I'm going to be continuing my onslaught of zombies in Resident Evil because I like playing good games. And I'm going to stay the fuck away from whatever you guys are playing because those are bad games. Uh, until next time. I'm with you on Resident Evil. That is a good game. I don't know. Great game. <laughs> I don't know Great how many game. times I can play with Potato again, but yeah, he's doing uh, wave after wave of Potato running around the brown <laughs> fucking lawn or whatever uh, it is. You can follow me um, on. <laughs> speaking follow me of on Thursday, as, as well. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Um, speaking of Thursday, obviously Xbox have come and announced that they're doing their their big podcast. Um, <laughs> At the same time as our show normally starts, we will be running at the same time. So we'll co-stream the podcast and we'll react and talk about it afterwards. So if you're looking for somewhere to watch that, we are an option and we'll have plenty of talk after it as well. You'll note we didn't talk about Xbox podcast thing at all during this show because it's not interesting until it happens at this point, but it will be interesting come Thursday, I'm sure. Besides that, yep. I think we're out of here. So go and enjoy some games, have some dinner, do whatever it is you're going to do. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.